Welcome to the Everything Aesthetics Podcast, designed to help you unlock the secrets of building and sustaining a successful medical spa. This episode is brought to you by Derm Aesthetic Consulting, a company dedicated to helping owners, managers, and providers build and sustain a successful med spa business or aesthetic career. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. Lisa Jenks and Ashley A.J. James. Hello, I am Dr. Lisa, and I am so excited to be with you today for our first podcast with Everything Aesthetics. I have been a medical doctor for over 25 years, started as an ER doc, which I loved, but then I found my passion in aesthetic medicine. I have owned a medical spa since 2007, and I'm just really, really psyched to share everything that I have learned about how to be successful in the aesthetics business. And my partner is here with me. Hi, AJ. Hi. We're super excited to be here doing our very first podcast. I think we're both a little nervous, but nothing like jumping in and and taking charge. Um, I've been in the industry for a little over 20 years now. Um, I opened up my first med spa when I was 23 years old. My parents thought I was crazy, but here I am 20 years later, and I specialize in um, advanced laser technology and sales training and We are just so excited to um, provide guidance to the aesthetic community, whether you're opening a med spa or you're wanting to expand a med spa, or if you're just an aesthetic professional looking to get more education and training to become more successful. That's what our goal is. And in our podcast today, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the overall landscape of the aesthetic industry, specifically med spas. And we're going to touch some on why so many med spas fail. So, AJ, what what um, what statistics do you have for us? I mean, this industry is the fastest growing industry yeah. in America right now. The aesthetic industry is a $6 billion industry, and AMSPA says that it's going to double by the year 2025. Uh, currently, right now in America, we have 4,200 med spas. That's amazing. And uh, do you know what the average income is for a med spa, Lisa? You know, it's right about just under 950000 is the average revenue. So that's pretty impressive. The mm-hmm. average, not the best yeah. and not the worst, but the average med spa is generating about 945000 yes. So no wonder it's such a popular industry. But unfortunately, more than 40% of med spas fail. So let's talk about that and why they're failing. Okay. When people are looking at the industry, it seems very enticing. It's, you know, very, it seems to be very lucrative. It's all cash based. And I think physicians in particular are excited about that because they're wanting to get away from the insurance industry Mm -hmm. and they're wanting that cash based revenue. But without the proper planning, without the proper, um, outlook on what a med spa, like the whole intricates of how to run that business successfully, I think that's where physicians are getting into trouble. Um, first and foremost, the equipment is very, very, very expensive. So without an established business, without a solid clientele base, sometimes purchasing these types of devices can almost bankrupt you before you even get out the gate. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's not just um, 
Um, 40% of medical spas that fail, over 40% of small businesses in general fail. And whether you're a physician or an NP or a business, um, small business owner, if you don't have a good plan for how you're going to run your small business, it's not going to do well. Running a small business is tough. And I agree with you. I think that a lot of people jump into the med spa business because they see the revenue that comes in and they don't come up with a good plan ahead of time. Right, right. What I run into with a lot of some of our customers that we worked with is even though we're recording in Iowa today, they think it's Iowa. They think that if they build it, they will come and that just doesn't happen. You really have to put the work in to get your name out there, to have the right products, the right employees, the right system, but most importantly, making sure that you have that financial backing when you first open to secure that overhead while you while you expand and grow your practice. And don't you think there are lots of ways to do it without having to invest all of that big money right up front and too many medical spas uh, when they start off, as you already alluded to, feel as though they have to open with the big money equipment. And in fact, one of the things that I know you and I repeatedly tell our customers is there are lots of services you can offer that don't cost big money going in. Right. You know, one of the things that we do talk to our customers about is start with what you know. Um, a lot of doctors will go in and, and purchase these, these devices and then want to offer contouring and hair removal and vascular lesions and skin rejuvenation. And really, you know, that's what everybody else is doing too. I feel like what makes you successful in the beginning is starting off with a few good services that have a good ROI and then really establishing your clientele base that way. Get those customers loyal to you and then start expanding. So services like microneedling or PRP treatments, even dermaplaning is really huge right now. Dermaplaning literally costs you the cost of a scalpel and the time of one of your employees. And you can charge anywhere from 85 up to, I've seen 175 for a really nice dermaplaning treatment. So these are the types of treatments that you really want to book your appointments with and, and, and show your customers what you're about and make them start feeling good about their skin and then gradually invest in some of these more expensive treatments, um, where you can, you can work off the established clientele that you're building with the smaller treatments. PDO threading is another oh, yeah. huge ROI treatment. That's that, so hot right now. Everyone wants yes, it. Yes, there's no reason that a new owner should not be offering that. It's easy to learn, high return on investment. Absolutely. You know, and so, you know, moving along, you know, I think you know, going into all of this with the equipment and, you know, putting too many ducks in your basket before you're ready is, you know, the cash flow. Cash flow is another reason why these businesses fail. Really, in any business, it's it's kind of funny. Right now, my children and I are reading Entrepreneurs for Kids, teaching them about finances. Why am I not surprised, I know, AJ? I know, right. But, you know, teaching them just about the common sense of business. And in the very first chapter, it talks about making sure that you have enough revenue to cover your overhead for the, six, the first six months of business. And I think whether you're opening a medical practice or a med spa or a lemonade stand, you know, mm -hmm. you need to make sure that you can cover your expenses 
and really give your business that cushion while you're earning your business. And I think so many doctors don't do that. They think that, again, that it's Iowa, and if they build it, they will come. This is mm-hmm. not the field of dreams. So you have to have that financial planning. You have to look at all of your expenses, your rent, your employees, your inventory, your male practice insurance. How much is it going to cost to to advertise? How much money do you need to make per hour to keep everything up and going? And you know, knowing... What your cost is per hour, I think, is huge. Absolutely. I also think that um, so many small business owners and definitely physicians don't know what they need to know about finances. For example, they don't know how to look at a profit and loss statement. They don't know that um, when when they sell a package of laser services, that income actually doesn't hit the income statement. It goes to the balance sheet and stays on the balance sheet as a liability until those services are provided to the customer, and then it comes off as a liability. Um, uh, depreciation does go on to the profit and loss statement. And anybody who is going to own any type of small business has got to l- have some knowledge of looking at their finances and knowing what they're looking at. Oh, absolutely. And going back to the selling the packages, that's something that's really popular in this industry. But, you know, if you're selling a package that's $4,500 or $6,000, that's great that day. But they have the owners need to remember that you still have those services to provide. So what does that overhead look like four months from now? You know, are mm-hmm. you going to have the revenue to be able to have the supplies needed to administer those treatments? So not spending all of the revenue that you're getting, you know, really spreading it out is important too. Um, I'm not a big fan of packages. I, I, I like to do a happy mix, you know, some package sales, but then I like you know, same day of service revenue as well. I think having a good healthy mix of that is important. Absolutely. Absolutely. So another thing, you know, that I that I feel um, affects these med spas is just not having the right office systems in place. And, you know, Dr. Lisa and I, that's what we do the first the first thing that we when we're on site with a consulting customer, if we're on site at a med spa, that's one of the very first things that we do is is we take a look at their systems. And office systems is really just the flow of the clinic and, and having an outline for everything from the patient walking into the door and how they're greeted by your staff and what the reception process looks like and what the consultation process looks like and what the sales process looks like and how do we perform the treatments. Everything needs to be uniform and everything needs to have a system within a system. Um, essentially, it's a business plan that you're following, and it needs to be so buttoned up that you can mimic it. Because if you can't mimic it, then essentially what ends up happening is if when the owner's away, everything falls apart. So your system has to be able to allow your staff and your business to run on its own when you're not there. And if it can't right now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, when I go on vacation, revenues drop or my staff has issues, then you need to tighten up your systems. You need to develop better systems that are easy to follow, that your staff can follow and that your your customers expect. And all in all, that's also going to overall enhance your, your customer service experience, too. Well, I was just going to say you want every customer that walks through your door to get a stellar experience. And you can only do that if, as the owner, you have made sure that the front desk 
greets every client exactly the same and answers the phone exactly the same in the professional manner in which you want it to be done, that every uh, microdermabrasion and facial treatment and laser treatment follows the exact same protocol so that one client is not getting a different experience than the next client who walks through the door, that the checkout process is streamlined and is customer service oriented so that every client, whether you as the owner are there watching your staff or whether you are relaxing on a beach in Cancun somewhere, <laughs> every single client gets the exact same high-quality experience when they walk through your door. And that's equally important when you're talking about prices with your customers. Um, if you are going to be one of those med spas that doesn't have a solid price list or discounts based on the individual, you're going to get yourself into trouble because you never know if Sally Sue came last week as neighbors with Mary Lou and they're like, wait a second, my Botox was 12 a unit, but you paid 14 a unit. Everything has to be uniform um, or you're going to get yourself into trouble, I think. You know, going on, I think um, the one thing that I'm always so impressed with when I see you in action is your consultation technique and your high conversion rate, which is critical not only to the success of any medical spa, but to the satisfaction and expectations that are set for the client. Well, absolutely. You know, a lot of owners, they put a lot of dollars into getting those leads and getting those phones to ring. But if your staff can't transition those phone calls into booked consultations, then you're never going to grow. Um, essentially, your phone call is getting that consultation, but... When a person calls, they're already interested. They've already decided that they're ready to move forward. It's just, are they going to move forward with you? And if they're willing to come into your office and sit down and have a face-to-face -face conversation, they've already made the decision. So are they going to give you the business or are they going to go down to the street and give your competition the business? So being able to provide effective consultations. The consultations are where the rubber meets the road. And it's it is absolutely something that needs to be well done. Right. And when we go on site, one of the first things that really anybody says is, I don't like sales and I don't want to feel like I'm pushy. And, you know, I get really intimidated and, you know, it's, I don't really feel like it's up to me. And really it's your, it's your duty to give your customers all of the education and all of the opportunities that you have available for them to improve their skin and their overall skin health. And so I don't, what I always tell our customers is don't look at it like sales, look at it like education. Ultimately, it's up to them to decide how much they're going to invest in themselves. It's not up to you. So don't get sticker shock because if you're sticker shocked, then they're going to be sticker shocked. And this is just an education process. And the consultation, honestly, is where you start building that relationship because this is a very intimate industry. You know, it's kind of like your hairstylist. When you mm -hmm. go sit down in the chair, you just kind of unload about your kids or your husband or work. Same thing happens in the med spa. They come in and it's a very personal relationship. So the consultation is really where you start building that relationship. Is the patient comfortable with you? Are you comfortable with the patient? Do they believe that you have the experience and the expertise to really achieve their goals? And are you working within their budget? And is this going to be a long-term relationship? And that's really where the consultation is. Um, 
you know, if you're if you're doing consultations in your med spa and they're 15 minutes, hi, this is our treatment. This is the cost of laser hair removal. You'll need six to eight treatments every four to six weeks. That's not enough. You need to really be educating your customer on how, what, and why, and then giving them the expectations, being realistic with them, and really just getting to know them. The price is the last thing that you talk about, but that shouldn't scare you. It should just be, okay, what, what's going to work for you? Don't be afraid to ask for your sale. This is how much the treatment's going to be. Does that work for you? If not, let's look at it again. What's the most important thing to you and where can we start? So, you know, your consultation is is really very crucial to building a successful practice because this is where you're earning your business. If you can't close a consultation, if you can't earn business, you need to invest in sales training. You need to invest in employees that are more confident. This is a very important area of your med spa. I uh, love how you say that it's not an issue of, quote unquote, selling. It's an issue of educating. And I tell my staff all the time, it's also an issue of solving your client's problems. They come to us in the aesthetic industry because something is bothering them about their skin, about their appearance, and they want our help in solving those problems. And they don't know what's out there. They They don't know know all the options. So it is your due diligence to this is what we have and this is, you know, how it's going to affect you. Maybe you're a very, very busy person and you, you can't do a laser treatment because it gives you a week of downtime. Maybe you need to do something that's less invasive, but they're not going to know that unless you properly educate them. So, um, yeah, the consultations is is a big one, I think, for why med spas fail. If they don't have the right staff to conduct these consultations or the right passion or the right knowledge, then you're not going to generate revenue. Absolutely. It costs too much to get those clients through the door to have them walk back out and decide that they're not going to do their services with you. Right. And if they walk out... There's there's doesn't mean they're not interested. That means they're going somewhere else. So because, again, they've taken the time to come in and going back to the phone call. You know, I think the person that's conducting the consultation has a very vital role in the practice. You just hired someone specifically just to Mm -hmm. do consultations for that main reason. But the phone call is super important, too. Um, You know, I think you and I have talked about this, that it's it's crazy to us that, uh, you know, a lot of med spas, when they open, they want to cut their budget. And this is where they cut their budget. They hire someone in high school or someone very inexperienced to just answer the phone, and they think that a receptionist is just there to answer the phone. But why is it so important that they're knowledgeable? Well, it's so important that they're knowledgeable because the customer expects that. And as you just alluded to, the customer doesn't know what's out there. They don't even know sometimes what to ask for. So if they call, for example, and uh, they say, oh, do you do cool sculpting? If your receptionist simply goes, no, bye. Right. Instead of saying, well, actually, no, we don't offer that particular service, but here is what we can offer to help you lose some inches. And we are so excited about this treatment. We love it. Our doctor gets great results with it. Let me set you up with a consultation. Absolutely. On the phone, that's another opportunity to start building a relationship. If you sound educated and knowledgeable, then that's going to instill trust in that in that potential customer. And so they're going to ask questions. And if your receptionist does not know how to answer, I I call them patient coordinators because Mm -hmm. that's really what they are. If they don't know how to answer those questions effectively, they're going to go on to the next customer. The other thing 
that we see so much of Lisa is receptionists answering the phone, just like what you said. Hi, how much is your laser hair removal? Oh, $79. Okay, thanks. Click buy. You've just lost thousands and thousands of dollars. You should never give prices over mm-hmm. the phone and you should always ask a question with a question. So if someone comes to you and says, hi, how much is your treatment? Oh, have you been interested in this treatment for a while? Well, yes, I have. Great. Um, you know, have you done anything like this before? Tell me a little bit about yourself. You know, you start engaging the customer rather than answering their question. That's actually a trick that my husband taught me. Ask a question, <laughs> answer a question with a question. <laughs> Eric, if you're listening, you're welcome. <laughs> but that helps. What, the, what that does is it engages the customer. So now they're not so focused on the price. Now you're asking them questions. The caller is getting to learn a little bit about you. They're hearing that you're educated, they're hearing that you're knowledgeable, and they're hearing that you're inviting. And, you know, we would love to earn your business. You know, when can we get you in our door? We would love to just sit down with you, get to know you, see what your goals are, and then provide you the right options. That's how those questions should be answered. And that's what your receptionist, your patient coordinator really needs to be strong at doing. Absolutely. Yes. Ashley, you make so many good points about consultations. And as I said earlier, I think that's one of the things that always blows me away when I watch you when we go on site because you have so many good tips about them. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up for today. Um, And if you're out there listening and any of this is... Uh, sort of making you ponder and making you realize that you need some help, please reach out to us. This is what we do. We um, can, you can find us on Instagram at Derm Aesthetic Consulting. And if you click on the bio in there, it'll direct you to a link where you can schedule a strategy call with either Dr. Lisa or myself. And we can just listen to what you've got going on and maybe provide some guidance for you in that aspect. Otherwise, check us out on our website at www dermaestheticconsulting.com. And next time, Lisa, I think on episode two, I think we're going to talk about some rules and regulations and, you know, proper staffing. I think these are great Both of areas. which are tricky, tricky issues. You got to be compliant within this industry. Oh, yeah. And with the laws changing so quickly, a lot of people don't know if they're compliant. So I think that'll be a great, great one for y'all to, to tune into next time and listen. Thanks so much for joining us out there. And we hope you will tune in again real soon. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Everything Aesthetics, brought to you by Derm Aesthetic Consulting. The ideas stated in this podcast are not meant to guarantee success for any individual business and no warranties regarding the advice in this podcast are implied. We hope you will join us again soon. 